Hi, listeners. We have partnered with HYV Designs to bring you a discount on their store. Please go to etsy.com slash shop slash H-Y-V-D-E-S-I-G-N-S and use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount on their items. They have everything from King's Light the Beam memorabilia to BTS light sticks to Genshin Impact coasters and much more. Check out their store on Etsy.com and use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount. Link in the description. So I woke up today and just to give you a little bit of a heads up or like give you a little bit of a summary of my weekend uh, schedule is that I like to go, I like to wake up early in the gym or I wake up early so I can go to the gym, get a workout in and then, you know, go on with the rest of my day. So yesterday I woke up on Saturday morning, like saying, ah, I don't want to get up. But then I was able to kind of force myself to get up. And I got a nice little workout and I hit I hit a few maxes um on my on my deadlifts. I I don't think it was a max on a pull-ups, but it, it, either way, got a great workout in. And then today I was gonna do the rest of the exercise. I was gonna do some bench, I was gonna do some squats, maybe hit some maxes there. And I woke up today and I'm just I don't want to get up. <laughs> I don't it wasn't like because I was like sore or anything. I was sore today, but that wasn't the reason. I just I just didn't want to get up. Unfortunately, that that's basically what the Kings kind of did, uh, because yeah, they 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 threw in a bit of a stinker, and uh, right now I don't really want to review this game, but we must press on. All right, you ready, Fall? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, well, hello. Welcome to episode 368 of Sack Kings Therapy. Um, well, the Kings lose to the Pelicans 100 to 33. So, yes, a measly only 33 points. It was a 50-point game at one point. So honestly, losing by 33 isn't actually as bad as it looks, <laughs> I'll just say. Um, you know what? I'll just give the floor to you for a bit. Uh, unload w what are your emotions after watching this game well how, how can i put it this way it just seemed like the same kings that we've been seeing for the past couple weeks um especially with fox something with fox i don't know like he's getting to his spots but the pelicans defense man they were <laughs> they got his number for sure and with Jose out, oh, geez, I'm gonna like what you call it. Jose Alvarado. Yeah. Alvarado. There we go. Yeah, I, I, you, you hear it? Alvarado. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna give him a problem. No, the whole freaking Pelicans team gave him a problem with how much damn length they got on Fox, and you know, he got to his spots, didn't draw any fouls. Uh, for all we know, I mean, that's... there were some that were pretty bad missed calls. I thought, but yeah, the point stands. He was not good this game. No, so I mean, if he's not going to be good, the rest of the team got to step up. And for the most part, not really. <laughs> not really. Yeah, it's it's you, fifty fifty. You have two guys in the starting lineup with double digits, 
and one of them is Harrison Barnes with 10. So, and then yeah. some bonus at 17. It, it's just, it, it's tough. It, you can't, you can't win a lot of games when you do that. And, you know, a part of it was just the Kings were off, but also, man, that Pelicans defense is nasty. Like, look, not having Zion definitely hurts their offense, but it helps their defense where you just have wings with just length and physicality. And they put the Kings in a stray jacket. Like, it's just one of those things that the Kings simply cannot handle very well, where you just have the Pelicans just have an abundance of them. You have, you know, you have Herb Jones, of course, like lockdown defender on on De'Aaron Fox. You have uh, Brandon Ingram, who's very long and very mobile. You have Trey Murphy, who's also very long. And then off the bench, you have like Larry Nance. You have uh, Najee Marshall, who might not be as long, but he's a very good, like, solid wing. And then you have Dyson Daniels. You just have guys that are just great defenders and arts can give you hell, and their defensive communication was on point all game. <sighs> Pretty much. I mean, other than that, like we said, um, the rest of the team, I felt like they got some good shots up, regardless of, you know, the Pelicans defense. Because the Pelicans defense, I felt like focused more on both Sabonis and Fox uh, for the majority of the part. But it's just we weren't able to hit shots. <sighs> yeah, it, the the issue with that is, like, Kings definitely did get some open shots. But because of just how bad their defense is, and I will get to that, the, you base, they basically put themselves in a corner where, like, they have to hit every single open shot, and that's just never going to happen. And and also, like, the open shots they got, I always felt was a little bit arrhythmic. Arith, I don't like it, it. Felt like they were out of rhythm the entire night because the Pelicans they forced them into shots where they were they, they made the Kings uncomfortable. Like, they're not used to taking, like, you know, those kinds of, like, you know, off-the-dribble, twisting threes. They're getting, like, open threes at, like, from, like, 30 feet. It, it was just uncomfortable, I thought, for a lot of the game for for the uh, for the Kings. And then on the other side, the Kings didn't do any of that on their end. They let the, they let the Pelicans just kind of get to their spots. And then it didn't help that they were open from three. But the issue was... They let the they let the Pelicans get inside so easily. Anytime they were able to, you know, hopefully stop Ingram from like, you know, taking a shot, it, they would double team him and then they would pass the ball around the perimeter where Valanciunas would screen with or like Larry Nance would screen the guy, and then they would automatically get into the get get to the basket, get into the paint, and even though like sometimes the Kings would play good defense, it's so far inside the paint. That is an easy bucket. And then, of course, they were also Pelicans were also hot from three. So it's a bad mixture of you can't score on you can't score on the Pelicans and you can't stop them on the other end as well. Yeah. And don't get us started with transition defense because my God. That we, was the least of the worries. Yeah. Sadly <laughs> enough, but it's just we're still shit in that end, and there's no fixing that. But I mean would have been different if you know of course we were able to hit more shots of course but i don't know it's this team is a tough team especially if how much length they got especially i didn't expect so many guys hitting their freeze as well on the other end 
Yeah. So like, again, your defense can be bad, but if you're hitting your shots, you're putting pressure on their defense. And then, you know, you force them to, you force them to make certain decisions and, you know, you, you get guys open, but the inability to actually be able to hit shots, play defense, it's a really bad mixture and it's hard to win games that way. And that's really like my main takeaway from, from this uh, game. It's just, you know, like you were a little off on, on offense and you couldn't solve the Pelicans defense. And, you know, like some, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have said like, well, the Kings just didn't bring the fight tonight. I thought they tried to fight, but it just wasn't their game. And they needed to really, they needed like an extra energizer. And usually that could be Trey Lyles who was out this game. Like they just didn't, they just didn't have that kind of energy to kind of turn the game around. They didn't have any, anybody that got hot. They didn't have a guy that, you know, was able to kind of make a difference on the defensive end. And it was just, or the offensive end. And this is kind of what you get. You get, you know, a a game from De'Aaron Fox where he goes one of 10. You get some bonus kind of struggling to score. And then, you know, really struggling to, to stop Brandon Ingram, even though he only had 15 points. But, you know, he has eight assists. And CJ McCollum, who just had the easiest 30 point game I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is what the fourth time we faced them, um, the Pelicans, I mean, and it felt it just feels like each and every single time the Pelicans bring out something that's different from each time we've faced them so far. I would Uh, actually disagree. I think it's kind of the same shit for the most part. And the Kings just have not been able to fix it. Go, go on. But yeah, I mean, like this game, CJ was went off. Last game, I want to say, if I remember correctly, was Brandon what? Ingram. Yeah, B. Baron Bi went off. And CJ then, had a good game too. Let's not forget that he was pretty unstoppable for stretches, all on his own. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you could say it was pretty much the same shit. It's just we just can't figure it out. I guess after four games uh, playing this year against them and. So far, every single game we've had, uh, pretty much everyone healthy on the floor except I think. Have we had Trey Lyles play any? Trey, of these Lyles, games? Trey Lyles played in the uh, Trey Lyles played in the second game and the uh, in season tournament game. Okay, he didn't play in this one, but uh, the main thing is you know it, it's a bit cliche at this point. Like I'm just looking at the uh, game against the Clippers where the rap or not the Raptors the uh, the Pelicans got blown out. And the main thing I see is like they took they took CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram out of the game. Like Brandon Ingram was four, Brandon Ingram was three of nine, which what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then four of thirteen, and then four of thirteen for CJ McCollum. The Kings just don't have the it just feels like they don't have the ability to take guys out of the game. You know, I thought the Kings made an adjustment and started doubling Brandon Ingram, but the issue with that is that Brendan Ingram is very good with his passing, and also whenever you double, whenever they double the, they double somebody, you know, someone rotates to help the helper, and then but then the third, the fourth guy doesn't help the third guy, if that makes any sense. So like somebody ends up being open, and the defense was just slow rotating all night, and then there was the other issue where it was where basically the. They would help on the roll, man. Like so, some guy would help off the corner, 
uh, to, to help on the role, man. But then there wouldn't be another guy to rotate to the corner to force the longer pass up top. So that's where the Kings' defense was just a step slow. And I don't even know if they have that in them where, you know, the rotations are on point and they're able to just swallow up that, you know, they're the Pelicans bread and butter. So like, that's the main thing with, with the Kings that I don't know if they can do this without a trade because, you know, like we've seen what this team can do on defense and it's, you know, this isn't that far away from what they usually do. So like, they're either going to have to make a trade to get more defensive players or they're just going to have to find a way to get it out of this group. And you know, it's going to be tough with a trade because unless you're, you know, trading for, say, a Pascal Siakam or, you know, some guy like a Kyle Kuzma type or even like a Jeremy Grant, you're going to get a guy who's more, who's probably going to be better on defense, but will take away from your team offensively. So, like, Monty really has to kind of look at that balance and look for the right guy to do that. But as it stands right now, it just looks like the Kings, they need more defensive length. And then it doesn't just because they don't really have it on this team to be able to play that kind of pressure defense that, you know, the Pelicans play. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean, for the right price, sure, we could try gain those guys. But as of right now, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not worried too much about like trades or anything. Because ultimately, I trusted Monty to make the right trade. The fact that Siakam isn't on this trade right or isn't on this team right now is because, you know, he didn't want to pay the absorbent price that Masai probably has set for Siakam. And I trust, you know, Monty to value his assets properly and to value guys he's trading for properly. So we'll, we'll, I'll be patient on this one. But yeah, as it stands right now, it sucks that you know we're getting we're getting absolutely owned by the uh, by the Pelicans and make no mistake they own the Kings right now. But hey, you win the next you win the next game we will very quickly forget about this. And if you're somehow beat them again in April or beat them for the first time in April, we'll never remember these games. And so in the micro, it hurts like hell. It was painful to watch this game on replay, mind you. Because for better or for worse, we actually missed the live broadcast. We actually had to watch it on playback. But like, man, this 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 was a this was a rough one. But the but it's you know these kinds of games they do happen. Even though I've said that quite a few times already, mm-hmm. you're just gonna have to move on. There's no reason to linger on this and just you know overthink this. Just move on with life and just hope that you do better next game. Oh yeah, you know. What would suck if, you know, we somehow face the Pelicans in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, that's the that's where I would be concerned. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that point it, when we get to that point. Right now, it, you know what? It's a really bad matchup for the Kings. But unless they're facing the playoffs, why do I give a shit? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's just me coping. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's a bad matchup. But, like, if you don't face them in the playoffs, then who gives a shit? Um, look, it's one, it is ultimately one game. And I just think, I just think like, you you don't have to dwell upon this. You don't have to like go around saying like, you know, oh, the Kings have a leadership problem and like, you you can't be owned by the same team over and over again. Look, it's not good, but ultimately what, 
what we need to just focus on is the encore product. And right now, the encore product, you may have you may have an in, like an injured De'Aaron Fox. You had a game where they couldn't really hit shots, and you had a game where their defense was really bad. How do they fix those things? It could be leadership. It could be more accountability. But ultimately, they just need to play better. And that's not for us to figure out. I'll let, I'll leave that to for I'll leave that to the coaching staff. And I do trust his coaching staff to figure out. I trust the players to figure it out. And we and we'll just wait till the next game. And that next game will be Tuesday against <laughs> would you guess the Pistons. So, you know, potential game to, you know, bring back the team together and hopefully, you know, take that W. Yeah, that's gonna. By the way, it's a back to back with uh, Detroit and Charlotte, which uh, there is a very real world where they lose both of those games. And oh boy, I do not want to. I do not want to be a part of like just the discussion after that. Now that is when you really do have to. You're gonna have to really take a look in the mirror. I won't say it's like season ending because ultimately you would eat. Still, you would be 21 and 16. You'll still be, hopefully, the sixth seed. Although they would be teetering on the edge of it, um, but it's look they they gotta they gotta win those games. There's no excuse. Like the the fucking Warriors almost lost to them, and my god, the meltdown that would have happened. By the way, by the way, uh, Warriors got butt fucked by the uh, by the Raptors today, which is kind of funny <laughs> to be honest. But tough night for NorCal, by the way. Maybe something with the weather. It's, it was ridiculously cold today. Yeah, I mean. Well, jumping to the Niners real quick. I mean, it's we're resting our starters. And I wouldn't care too much about that game too much. Other than, you know, we did clinch. So no matter in that. It's just, you know, yeah, the rest of the team in NorCal was, yeah, some something something is wrong. Well, tough night for the Pacific Division uh, as a whole because uh, um, if the Lakers lose tonight, now we're recording this at eight o'clock. If the Clipper or if the Lakers lose to the Clippers, Darvin Ham might be might be getting fired. And uh, yeah, the Pacific Division, the Suns I just lost to the Grizzlies as well. Just a really <laughs> rough night for for this side of this side of the hemisphere right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So next game, uh, the D- Detroit. Let's hope uh, we are not the uh, was it the four in four and thirty three? I think right now, like you know, we like the Raptors were the one in twenty eight. Well, the Kings be the uh, two in thirty or something like that. Well, we shall see. I have high hopes. I hope you also have high hopes because, yeah, that that week will be devastating if that's the case. Man, Ra- Raptor- Raptors beat the shit out of the Warriors, and Scotty Barnes was three of eleven from the field. What, what did Pascal went off? Pascal had sixteen points. R.J. Barrett, thirty-seven oh. points, six rebounds, six assists. Oh. Interesting. Okay. He played. He. I thought he was pretty terrible. Well, it wasn't terrible, but he did not shoot well. They benched him like at the end of the game against the Raptors, so or, or against the Kings. So it's like, oh, save that off of the Warriors. Jesus. Emmanuel quickly didn't even play well. He had nine points. Jesus. 
Yeah, but 10 assists, 10 assists, that's a lot. That is a lot, yeah. So, I mean, at least he contributed in other ways, but the R.J. Barrett part, it's definitely interesting coming here on forward for the Raptors. I like R.J. Barrett. I just don't know what to make of him. Like, I I don't know if he'll ever truly be a good offensive player, like consistently anyways. Like, there are nights that this happens, but. He's a guy that doesn't finish well around the rim. He's not a shooter, so it's it's rough. I, I don't know. But, you know, so far it looks like that that trade with the Knicks has really worked out for both sides. Like, Emmanuel quickly gets to flap his wings or, like, you know, spread his wings. R.J. Barrett gets to spread his wings. And, you know, OG Ananobi's kind of doing what he's supposed to do, just be a 3 and D guy, as opposed to asking for more offensive responsibility. We'll see. We'll see what happens by next year when they're paying him $40 million. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, okay, uh, let's end this on a positive note. I don't know if this is going to turn into anything, but I do have in my notes the Kobe Jones-Kevin Herter tandem is very interesting to me. I don't know if it'll ever be a thing, but like I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to when Kobe becomes a regular rotation player because this is a guy... That's just constantly just move like he constantly has his head up and is looking for the next pass. It's a lot kind of like Sasha in a way, but he's a better, but he's a better um passer and a better ball handler. And I'm really curious to see what he can do like once he's a rotation guy, because I love his passing and feel for the game. You know, and for, for you Warriors fans, he's basically kind of like the Kings' version of uh of uh, Pajemski. Like, just a guy who just gets it and is just constantly doing stuff out there. So, very curious to see, like, like I hope they give Kobe a look at some point. And, you know, with how the with how the third unit guys, like, really played hard and actually managed to get the get the game down to 33 points, like, they, they, they played with, they played with heart. And I hope they're rewarded a little bit with, you know, with some rotation minutes. Yeah, I guess we shall see. I mean... Maybe some games we could see, well, sadly, we're going to have to probably leave Davion out for a little bit or take some of his minutes and give it to Kobe. But so far, I mean, we're going to have to figure out a way between Davion and Keon at that point. Yeah. So, and, you know, like, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what the trade deadline brings uh, for for us, but, like, I mean, the king. The Kings have guys that like deserve minutes and really have. They've been patient, and maybe just give them a look. And we'll see. Yep, we shall see. And uh, just well, I was hoping to end it on a, a positive <laughs> note, but I just realized <laughs> I did not talk about uh, JTA has been waived. Um, I don't know. Well, the, the one of the speculated reasons by uh, James Ham is that they're probably going to use that. Of, uh, extra roster spot for a trade so we'll see what happens then uh, but right now um, they're going to be heading off on a road trip to Detroit and then face the Hornets and then they're going to get one day of rest before facing the Philadelphia 76ers and that's uh, that's going to be a rough game yeah definitely a rough road <laughs> stretch for sure yeah it's going to be a rough, rough road month as a whole like they only have I think I've like one or two more home games the entire month. Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. So, well, um, hopefully uh, you guys weren't too, well, the people who paid to go to this game, uh, 
Hopefully you got your money's worth. Um, it, it was a rough one to watch, but hey, you know what? Let's be positive. Like, I think they will bounce back next game, even though I did predict them to lose that game. But you know what? It would be hilarious uh, in the long run. But boy, again, as, as we mentioned, if they lose that game, ooh, the discourse is going to be real nasty. Oh, yes, it is. But, you know, in a few months, you're going to look back at this and like, oh, that was, that was really stupid how they lost to the Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how the Pistons end up in the end of this season anyway. Well, in the lottery. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, Where else are they going? I mean, that's all they're excited about, (laughs) the lottery. (laughs) Hopefully they could get the number one pick, which, I mean. Yeah, I heard it's not a great draft, but, like, I've always heard that, and, like, you end up with some pretty good players. So who knows? Like, you know, I mean, last year they were the worst team in the league, and they got the fifth pick, so. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned this before, but so far, I mean, as long as Detroit drafts, well, I don't know how. Yeah, well, how drop that... the guy that can shoot. How about that? <laughs> you know, just drop the guy that can shoot for the sake of just giving Cade some space. I can't believe people were out on Cade. Like, Cade is good. It's just the rest of the team sucks ass. It's not his, not his fault. Pretty much. But, yeah. I mean, as long as he's not asking for out <laughs> or out of Detroit, which, I mean, that would kind of suck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Thunder are waiting for their, like, 10 draft picks and just cashing them all in all at once. I'm just saying. But, I uh, mean, at least they're doing good. They're, what, third seed right now? I think they're the second seed. No, third seed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the, um, the Denver Nuggets actually leap them. Oh, okay. I mean, they're doing their part in terms of what they have on uh, hand. So, I mean, those 10 other draft picks are... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much you can improve from that. I mean, the the room, well, at least like from what I hear, they're not looking to make a trade. They're just gonna, they're just gonna kind of ride this one out. And why not? You guys are doing, they're doing incredible right now. Although it is kind of funny how I, they really struggle against the Kings. And both games, they've not shot well from three. Maybe that's the secret sauce. But they're beatable. And like Chet really struggles with like early centers like a Sabonis and Jokic and I don't know why I, I honestly I don't get why so many teams struggle struggle with them as much as they do but who knows I, I don't watch a lot of Thunder games and uh so we'll, we'll see oh yeah okay a uh, quick thing uh to end on a positive note I guess for you know some people uh I started watching the uh, Harley Quinn show on HBO Max it's a funny ass show I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if you watched any of it. It, it. It's a very crude, like, satire, I guess, of the Batman universe where it's centered on Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And it's just, it's really funny how they kind of made all the characters and the weird, like, into really weird caricatures of themselves. And, like, they're very goofy. And like Batman's a side character, and it's it's very funny, and I'm really enjoying it so far. So far, I'm two episodes in, but so far, so so far, really, really good. Hmm, okay, I mean, I've heard good things about it, but you know, I rarely touch HBO, and literally the last thing I watched on HBO was probably the Barbie movie, which I was pretty surprised with. I thought it was pretty decent. 
Did you enjoy Margot Robbie's feet? Because that's that's so much of what I read. I don't don't even know why that's even a thing, but sure. Yeah, yeah. The the foot, the internet with foot fetish things is a a bit much. (laughs) Like, it's like, it's just one of those things where, like, okay, I can see why some people are very sexually attracted to some some stuff, but it's like, y'all take a little too far. Anyways, let's not turn this into a weird foot fetish thing, but uh, um, but either way, uh, yeah. So you know that that's something to kind of cleanse your plate if if you actually did watch uh, this game live. Uh, Harley Quinn is very funny, so I would I would recommend it. Mm, oh yeah. Well, for me, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if you watched the movies, but I it was the first time for me watching all of the John Wick movies except the fourth one so far. Oh, I've not watched any of the John Wick movies. I, it's, to, I, to I gotta say, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> well, you, uh, you don't have Netflix, I don't think, right? I do not. Oh, so yeah, that that would be tough. You know, if you if you want to if you want to get with the ladies, I heard a uh, Sex in the City is a great way to get into a girl's heart. I have no clue that's true or not. <laughs> I'm just talking yeah. to my ass on that one. I, I've heard I've heard women love watching that. I. I I've never had a chance to watch it because like that shit aired like at 12, like back back when I back when I was young. So I, I don't know. But uh either way, um what else is there? Okay, so I'm out of stuff on my notes. Uh anything else you want to quickly go over before we call this an episode? Hmm. Not that I know of, other than like like I said, hopefully we could get those wins on the road. The other thing I'm gonna hate about these road games is the time. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awful because like it's very inconvenient for us. I'll just I'll just say that right now. But you know, luckily we do have YouTube TV, which you know we could watch it on playback. It's just we're probably gonna get spoiled by scores or you know certain plays maybe by ESPN or whatnot. But you know, it's better than nothing, I guess you could say. And you know what? To end on a positive note. Had we watched this game live, we would have been fuming. So, you know, not not having to watch this, being ready for the for the pain and suffering, it, it makes it, it made it a much more enjoyable watch. However much it did, although I was I was still pissed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't know HBO had a My Cat from Hell. Gotta watch that. It's not all the seasons though, but uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, My Cat from Hell. It's a Jackson Galaxy basically like going to people's houses and just essentially diagnosing what is wrong with their cat psychologically. It's very fascinating how he can do it. So for those of you cat people, that's called My Cat from Hell on HBO. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's end on that. Uh, well, just to, just to end it on a positive note because, you know, we, we need some positivity. That was a rough watch. So Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. And it, we will be coming out with an episode on after the Charlotte game. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later.